Folks, work-life balance has once again reared its ugly head, and today we're going to explore a little bit about that topic. For now, though, my name is Chris, and you are listening to the Tips for Lawyers podcast. And if you love it eventually, then I'd encourage you to head over to tipsforlawyers.com slash iTunes and leave a ranking, leave a review, say something nice. I do appreciate those. Don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss future episodes because I don't always broadcast these out immediately. So if you want to stay on the spot, be up to date, all those things that people like being, then feel free to hit that subscribe button at the appropriate place. Now, work-life balance. Probably saw it. LexisNexis has released a survey semi-recently, which proclaims, not very surprisingly, that 24% of the respondents view Good work-life balance as being an excellent retention strategy for law firms. And I read that and I squinted at it and then I turned my head to one side and then I jumped up and down. And for the life of me, not the work of me, but the life of me, I couldn't figure out what it meant. What is it that these people actually want? What is work-life balance? I have no clue. I have no idea what work-life balance means, and I'm not sure anyone does. And that's why law firms have been able to say that they have it for such a considerable period of time. Every single law firm, except for those who really, really want you to know that you're going to be in the office 24 hours a day, have got work-life balance listed as one of their key things that they espouse. And yet, within all of those firms that say they have it, You have firms that offer flexible work hours and those that don't. You have firms that have fantastic maternity leave policies and ones that don't have any. You have firms that consider 95% white male middle-aged partnership to be quite an achievement because it's not 100%. And you have firms really from zero to 100 on every ranking system that might possibly be related to work-life balance in any way, shape or form. And so my question is, what the heck is work-life balance? Because if 125 odd people are going to say that work-life balance is an important firm-wide retention strategy for staff, someone's got to know what it means, surely. Or perhaps... We have been fed this line that work-life balance is something we should want, but none of us have actually gone to the trouble of figuring out what it means for ourselves or for the firms or how that would work in practice. It's not like you can walk into a firm, make an appointment with the HR manager and go, you know what, HR manager, you need work-life balance. Go do it. You've got till tomorrow. Get that work-life balance. Nail it. It's not going to work. So... What's the answer? The first part of the equation is really what I wanted to deal with today, and that is this. You, that is you, the lawyer, the practitioner, the operator, you need to know what work-life balance is for yourself if you're going to desire it. Don't tell yourself you desire work-life balance if you have no clue what that means. You're lying to yourself and you're just trying to create excuses as to why you're sad and unhappy in your job, frankly, because not enough work-life balance is a very convenient excuse for lawyers. It's very easy for people to blame that 
for the reason that they're not thriving in the other areas of their life. So today, I'm going to give you three potentials. These are by no means an exhaustive list, but this podcast has to end eventually. And so I wanted to give you three examples of what work-life balance may mean for you in any given circumstance. The first is this, and it's probably the most obvious. Perhaps you just want to work slightly less. And if you want to work slightly less, then awesome. But don't say, I want work-life balance. Say, I'd like to work fewer hours. I actually don't want to work 50 hours a week or 60 hours a week or 40 hours a week. I'd like to work 20 hours a week. And then when you go to your firm, if you want to do this, you actually have something tangible to ask for. Hello, boss person. I would like to reduce my hours, please, from 8 till 6. And I would like to work from 8 till one each day, and then I'd like to go home. Is that what you mean by work-life balance? Because if what you really want is to work less or fewer hours, then that gives you a tangible goal. It gives you something to aspire to. It gives you something to work to. It gives you something you can put a definition around and parameters around. Now, what happens immediately is we don't want to accept that, do we? We don't want to accept that because we have been told that if you would simply like to work fewer hours, not for any other reason, not because you've got a child or you have a particular thing you can say must take priority over work, but simply because that's what you desire to do, it's not very acceptable, is it? There are certainly certain politically correct reasons to ask to reduce to part-time in the law, but the fact is, if you are a man and if you are of a certain age, most of those reasons won't fly with most of the firms. And so what we do is we say, oh, no, it's a work-life balance issue. Whereas instead of being honest and self-aware and saying, you know what, I actually just don't want to work this many hours, we create excuses. And that's a bit sad. I think. It's a bit sad that we feel like we need to have some sort of external reason that drives our desire to work fewer hours. Now, of course, in the desire to work fewer hours, we're going to be pragmatic about the whole thing. And we're going to accept the fact that some firms will not allow us to work those hours that we might desire. And then we need to make a decision. We could blame the firm We could create an environment where the firm might be convinced to do it if we can get to the bottom of why they don't want to, or we could leave. Now, a couple of those solutions are good and one is bad. Um, If you're wondering, I'm putting leaving in a potentially good solution because if you can find a firm that meets that goal for you and that is an important thing for you, then why would you not do it? And all of a sudden, it becomes about priorities and it becomes about things that you can control because this dialogue about work-life balance is a convenient way to blame other people for our lack of satisfaction. But if you identify that what you really mean is, I want to work fewer hours, you attempt to raise it with your firm, you can't get anywhere, well then, you leave or you don't. And at that point you will be making a decision about just how important this change is to you. Or perhaps you will find a way around. Perhaps you will find some other aspect of work-life balance that will give you a large portion of what you're looking for, but not necessarily solve all of the solutions overnight. 
So consider that. Option one, you would just like to work in the law for fewer hours each week. Option two is this. There is something else that I am interested in that I would like to spend more time on. Now, this is where work-life balance becomes really interesting because a lot of us have hobbies or side hustles or families or things that we would like to do. And perhaps we would literally like to have more available hours in the day to do those things or more energy to do those things or more flexibility to do those things. After all, if your hobby requires you to do something on a Tuesday at 9.30 in the morning, there requires a certain amount of flexibility on the part of your firm to allow that to happen. And once again, we come into specifics. But saying I want work-life balance is very different to saying, listen, boss person, um, I've actually got this hockey tournament coming up. And for reasons known only to the organisers, they've put all of the semifinals on a Tuesday. Would it be okay if I went to that instead? There's going to be eight weeks of it. I appreciate normally you wouldn't allow this to happen under your leave policies, but it's something I'm really genuinely interested in, and I'd appreciate it if you could make an exception on this occasion. It's honest with yourself and with them. It's appreciative and respectful of the fact that there might be policies or rules, and I've got views about policies and rules, but we'll gloss on over them for the moment. And it's a simple request for them to say yes to. If you're a valuable member of the team, they are more likely to say yes. If you are a constant pain in the neck, they are less likely to say yes. And that's simply how people work, which is why being an indispensable part of your team is more likely to let you achieve greater flexibility than being a completely dispensable part of your team. Harder than it sounds and not the topic of this podcast. So we're going to cruise on. But work-life balance option number two Does it mean that you simply have something else that you would like to be able to devote more time and energy to than you're currently able to having regard to your work commitments? Option two. Option three is sort of the catch-all, to be perfectly honest. Option three is what happens uh, when basically you have identified that you're working a lot and the rest of your life has fallen into disarray. Maybe your finances are a mess. Maybe your personal life is a mess. Maybe your housing life is a mess. Maybe your mental state is a mess. Maybe your emotional state is a mess. And maybe that's related to all of the other messes that are going on. But basically, your life is starting to unspool. And you have identified, rightly or wrongly, that part of that is associated with the amount of time and mental energy that you spend working in the office. And this is where being clear about what the issue is, is incredibly important because it is both a short-term issue and a long-term issue. You can't expect to keep doing the same things over and over and over and over and over and for something just to magically change because it doesn't. It's like the young lawyers who want to just flog their guts out for the first five years and then tell themselves along the way that they'll work less after that after the next promotion, after I'm made partner, and it never happens. I've seen it time and again. It doesn't happen. You cannot expect to do the same thing over and over again 
and for some other outcome to occur. Something needs to change, whether it's internal or external, whether it's attitude, whether it's who you're working for, whether it's the area you're working in, whether it's the hours you're working, the office space, working at home, family life, finances, whatever it may be, something has to change if you want the outcome to be any different. Now, this is not going to be a 15-minute podcast about how to change your entire life in three easy steps. This is about identifying what work-life balance really means. And if you're in that situation where you think work-life balance is important, because what you can see already is that law is becoming an all-consuming component of your life and other things that are important to you so far as you think are getting pushed out of the way consistently as a result of your career, then you really need to consider where the priorities are and how you're going to tackle those priorities. But you need to be specific. You can't say, I need work-life balance because I'm getting home at 10. No, what you need is more sleep. What you need is more time with your family. What you need is better nutrition. What you need is a better savings plan. Whatever it may be, you need to be specific. Saying you need work-life balance is a cop-out. And it's a cop-out because you're trying to blame other people for your inability to decide what actually matters to you. You just know intuitively that there's a gaping hole in your life in some way, but you're not actually able to figure out what it is that you're supposed to be focusing on. So rather than going down the work-life balance route, I really want to encourage you to get specific about the things that matter in your life. It's only once you've done that, it's only once you've actually been self-aware enough and honest enough to determine what matters that you can hope to have a conversation with your employer, that you know what you're looking for if you're still job hunting, or that you know what you need to do in order to start dealing with those various issues that are arriving. And I should just say, if you've made it this far, it would be easy to believe that work-life balance is only an issue of addressing problems, because those are the three examples that I've given. But perhaps it's not actually a problem. Perhaps it's an area in which you wish to thrive. So you consider yourself to be at neutral, but you don't consider yourself to be sailing. You don't consider yourself to be flying and thriving and all those great metaphors that we could come up with. But it might just be a matter of you want to improve. You want to escalate. You want to see more in your life in more areas in your life. You're okay with where things are at now but you see an opportunity for more, you've got to be specific about that too. So it's not just about mitigating problems or dealing with problems. It's also about advancing and improvement. But the step you must take to get there is to be specific and to be honest. That's all I had for this one. Work-life balance, bit of a misnomer, easy cop-out. I encourage you to be honest and specific. This has been Chris tipsforlows.com slash iTunes, leave a ranking, leave a review, say something nice, hit the subscribe button, and I will talk to you again soon.